What's up, Brian? I think I might open this up, right? No? no yes. I, was letting, I was letting Lorenzo Hunt come out there. There's a special sound effect there. If you could have heard the producers before, when I said, oh, God help us. Oh, uh, God help us, yes. Yes. It's Socia. Rob's hanging out, too. Good to see you, man. I'm jacked up. We sat next to each other for BKFC 18. Long event. show, late show, fun show. We're going to get into all that, mm-hmm. all the controversy, all the awesome fights today. And we're happy you're joining us, too. I hope you enjoyed the show as well. Um, a lot of stuff to get into, Rob. I mean... It was a packed car, jam-packed, got started late, but again, we'll get into all that. I want to talk, I think today's going to be just all BKFC 18, because there's so much to unpack. We don't need to talk about that UFC junk or whatever else, right? I think we have, I think we have David Feldman Sr. coming on air, 1230, special call. I, how do you know all these things? <laughs> how are you so prepared? This is certainly last minute, man, but I'm going to ask him a couple of tough questions, man, and we're going to get to that as part of the rundown today. Of course you are, mm-hmm. a couple of tough questions. I'll just sit back and keep my job. all right so a lot to go uh to unpack today again i got the format here because there was so much that happened i don't want to miss any of it bkfc 18 let's start out uh, before we do i want i want to thank first of all the mission accomplished podcast uh they gave me a shirt and they're a great outlet actually did a great interview with lorenzo hunt i saw that guys it was awesome check them out gave rob a shirt too and shout out to dj tony dj tony gives socks to the entire organization yeah big big shout out man i got it all he watches all the time too i got got jake the snake socks and i got uh (laughs) generation x socks that's awesome yeah it was cool but he hooks everybody up thank you dj tony i know you always watch um so so much other stuff that happened at bkfc 18 the whole experience it's not just the 18 show it's everything leading up to it um we had the open weigh-ins you had some drama with Riggs and lambert um we had a lot of media there at the open at the open uh, workout. That was interesting to see too, to see the guys getting ready. And I actually saw um, right, this goes into our first thing I want to talk about. Gabe Brown. He was the mm-hmm. guy that fought in the first fight on the undercard, the prelims, I should say. And Gabe Brown, I don't know anything about him, mm-hmm. but he impressed me because other people are working out for the media as they should be. This guy's just there putting his work in. He's hitting the bags. You can tell he's actually treating as almost like a real workout. Yeah, so he was working out there. <clears throat> so yeah. that impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was interesting because. Again, he was in the first fight. And it was that like a five second flash KO? I think yeah, we can we have time. We can watch the fight. Let's watch yeah, the whole it's only fight. Five seconds. Let's watch it. Now Gabe Brown is the guy with the tattoos on his arm, if you don't know. If you're just tuning in, you didn't see the fight. Red gloves. Yes, thank you. Red gloves. Red or corner. That's more professional. Thank you, Rob. Red wraps, excuse me. No gloves. Round number one. Forward pressure from Gabe Brown to start. And Oof. down goes Gabe Brown. Just uh, like that. And one punch. Walk away. Knockout. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. No, no, no. No, I'm mad. I didn't realize that. See? See? See what I was saying? See, see, Rob was saying this. It, when you're there, you see stuff differently because there's mm-hmm. so much going, especially when you're working because you have so much going through your head. So when I watched that back, Rob was mentioning this. He was asking me, he said, do you think that was stopped prematurely? I said, I don't know. But after watching that, Yes. The ref almost tripped over Gabe. Gabe was trying to get up and almost knocked him down again. The ref should have gotten a KO there, too. And then I, I didn't realize all this. I remember looking at Gabe after, not when they were going to hold his hand up, just he was looking down. He looked really pissed off and really disappointed in himself. Because sure. I talked to him. He was excited for this fight. You know, He was mm-hmm. excited to come out and do it. He was very disappointed in himself. But I don't think that should have been stopped. Yeah, I, I agree. mean, that was nuts. I, I think that was premature, at least given... Yeah. At least give the man a standing eight count. Right. Now, if, you know, if he can't respond to your to your orders, call the fight off. But at least give him that. Give him the respective uh, standing eight count. Looked like he was going down pretty hard. I, I could, I can kind of see what the at ref first. was going off. Yeah, 
I could kind of see, but you know, as soon as he hit the canvas, he popped right back. And the up. ref tripped over yeah. and tangled up with him. Exactly. So wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Poor Gabe, man. He, quick, he, quick stoppage. Too, too quick. Yeah. I think we both agree on yeah. that. Let us know what you think in the comments section. We'd love to hear from you as well. But I'm going to say too quick of a stoppage. Mm-hmm. I know Rob's saying the same thing. Rob, I did not. I can't believe how much I didn't realize that until I just watched that clip back. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, being there live, the excitement, the the crowd. It's, yeah, because it's a quick knockout. Uh, You're like, yeah. It's it's like wow, what just happened? There was a couple things on the card. We'll get to some more later that, that were to me, and I know you were sitting next to me, questionable with stuff that we saw. We can unpack our conversations as well. Mm-hmm. But I know we had the second thing we wanted to get to was uh, the fight that went the distance in the prelims. The good fight that was um, uh, what was it Yo, Yo Dennis? Yo Dennis <laughs> sounds about right. I can't to say me. his name right. I feel bad. <laughs> uh, taking on Alan. <laughs> Alan. Rosano, I'm sorry. That's it. You know, I, I'm still man. laughing at how bad I'm butchering the first guy's name. Yo, Dennis yeah. Sedano. Thank you. Yo, Dennis Sedano. They say it in my ear. Thank you. I'm so sorry, awesome. Yo, Dennis. I'm not good. I can't even say the last name Smith. I don't know why they even hire me, quite frankly. But it went the distance. Great fight. It, it, That's it what awesome I want to say. Fight. I enjoyed the fight. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for that fight. How did you feel about that fight? That prelim fight really, really stuck out in my mind. I'm like, Thank wow, these guys, these guys look like they've been bare-knuckle boxing for, for years. I mean, it went the distance. It, there was a ton of strategy utilized, a lot of body shots. It was a surprising amount of body shots that were in this uh, entire bout, entire card, that is. But I was excited, man. They put on a great performance. Um, yeah, let's move them up, man. Let's bring them from the prelims. I love to see them go, go at it again. No, I agree. And, and it's very important, from a, if I can speak from a business perspective, not just a fight fan, for us as BKFC, you want these great fights on the prelims to tease the people that are new to the product. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always thank these fighters. If it's a good fight, it's fun for us to watch. And I thank them. They, I thank them because they helped us. I'm sure they helped us get by. Yeah, so big shout out to Nate, Nate Shook for that, man. Great yeah. matchup. These guys were evenly matched. And, you know, matchups make fights. You know, styles true. make fights. That's true. I mean, you heard Chris Lytle saying that. You've heard many mm-hmm. different commentators say that over the years. That's 100% true. Let's watch a little more of the Losing seconds round number one, Sedano pulling back that overhand right. I mean, there you go. Yeah. There you awesome. go. Kudos to you guys again. Thank you for that fight. Uh, you can let us know as we continue what your favorite I mean, you don't say the whole card. Let's say prelim. That had to be maybe your favorite fight. Let us know in the comments section. We always like to, to know that kind of thing. The other guy I want to talk about from the prelims is Fames, the former hip-hop star, former, I think, 4-0 pro boxer. So sometimes when you hear a pro boxer coming in to fight BKFC, we've talked about this so many times, they don't always fare too well because they still mm-hmm. kind of stick with the boxing rules and they don't get it. Uh, I couldn't have time to see if Fames got it because the, it was at five seconds KO. You know, Yuli Diaz was 15. sweating. I, I'm pretty sure his was 15. Was 15? He, I think he got a count for that. I think the, uh, it was because the ref was counting. I was going to say, Yuli's probably sweating another backstage. Another quick <laughs> knockout. Paul Teague, yeah. just not in the same league. I mean. Did you do that on purpose? I was good, you huh? poet and you didn't know it. Paul <laughs> Teague, not in the same league. I mean, As Fames. I mean, well, he looked he looked phenomenal. That punch really laid out, Paul. It was uh it was rough, man. Yeah, and it was it was cool to speak with Fames for a couple moments after the fight to see his thoughts on it. I mean, we're going to see. Here's Fames now. We're looking at him from the blue corner. Teague's waiting to be knocked out here. He doesn't know it. And uh, <laughs> I didn't mean that to be funny, okay? <laughs> Damn, Brian going on hard on my man, Paul. Well, Paul Teague could knock me out. I mean, I, I probably will after I said that. Look at that. Wow. No disrespect, Teague. I didn't mean that to be disrespectful, but jeez. Yeah, yeah. Utmost respect to anyone that anyone goes in that ring. I couldn't Absolutely. do it. Yeah. Oh, look, he falls again. Much. I felt bad for Paul Teague. 
Me too. Now, was Paul Teague the guy that dressed up as a clown? Uh, the yes. clown head. I was going to say the that. Wayans. The Wayans. Yeah. And I think did he fight on toe the line before? Or was it BKFC? Yeah, I, yep. I remember him before. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where Paul Teague's career goes. We're going to see mm-hmm. where Fame's career goes. Again, I don't mind a quick knockout, especially on a prelim fight that's selling what we're about to do and what we're about to see. And Fame's. You know, he's. Yeah, I'm excited about that kid, man. Where I, goes. I was, re- I didn't know that much about Fames. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. watched that. I did some more research. I'm like, wow, this this guy is legit, and he looked very calm in there. Oh, he was, you know, there's a couple of composed. things that Paul tried to, you know, get him to make a move, and as, as soon as he went in, that counter right dude just put him right on right on the canvas. If man. you can Great use fight. those fades the right way, mm-hmm. it, it's a game changer. If, mm-hmm. if you can use them the correct way, I've noticed that over time BKFC too. And I, I don't think enough fighters always use the feints enough. So it's always good to see that happening. Uh, but Paul T guess loses to fames and fames debut. Congratulations fames. Thank you guys for that fight. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to hit from the prelim show? Yeah, I'm actually going to bring up, let me see what this is. Well, well you're bringing it up. Now. I mean, I, I'll tap dance for you. you <laughs> tell a joke or something. I don't know. But it was it was a great show. Um, we'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly coming up because there was some really good stuff, some bad stuff, and some really ugly stuff. Uh, and a lot of that's open for interpretation. So we're going to ask for your thoughts, too, in, in the chat. Uh, and we, we appreciate hearing from you. What about these two uh, as we're waiting right like? now. Uh, look at these two. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's the ugly. Look at Rob. <laughs> yes. Rob is the ugly over there, well, man. Well, Rob and Soshi. The thing is, the thing is, like, with BKFC working here, Rob, what I've seen is that you never know when they're filming you. You never know when they're taking a picture of you. I come back to the office, and they, they have these horrible pictures of me. And, they, of course, they're the ones they're going to show me, you know? Or they have these, these comp- like, I'm stretching, and I'm bending over doing something, or I'm, I'm in a weird position. They send these pictures to me. They're amazing. I love them. It makes me so happy. Let me tell you, to always, it's like you're on a reality show. You always have to be aware. Um, I saw a lot of celebrities were there as we're, we're getting ready to talk about the other stuff. I mean, everybody. There was uh, MVP from WWE was there. Uh, he was invited by Yoli, apparently. Mm-hmm. NXT champion. They used to call him Killer Cross. He changed his name. He was there. Um, and I know B-Hop was there, man. Bernard Hopkins. There was a ton of people there. I mean, it was like celebrities everywhere. You look, fighters. I'm missing a lot. Ocho Cinco, of course, was with Brian Maxwell. Uh, there was so many different celebrities that when you're working, you don't see them. I always, I don't, I, yeah. I see them on Instagram a day or two later when I've got pictures. I'm like, I didn't even see that person. Yeah, I mean, we, we had a who's who in the crowds. And, it was you know, pretty cool. Professional and we fighters. Checking the broadcast. Paige Van Zandt. Paige was there, of course, yeah. You Austin. Know, her husband, yep, absolutely. Austin Vanderford, who yep. undefeated, who I want to see in bare knuckle one day. We'll see. Yeah. I'd love man, to see I, that. I challenge, I think I could beat Austin Vanderford. In a game of chess. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, Rob's obviously doing drugs before the show. Nah, yeah, he looks in phenomenal shape. <laughs> and just, you know, seeing, and we'll talk about the BKFC 19, uh, BKFC 19 press conference as well. Uh, in a game of you? chess, man. I, I think I got him, yeah, dude. Maybe in in ch- a game you're very of chess. good at chess. I've seen you in chess, but <laughs> you, you, my heart started pounding for you, Rob. Yeah, you think I'm stupid, man? I, sometimes I out, wonder, man. man. I don't know. With comments like that. Paige would knock me <laughs> out. <laughs> anybody on that card would chance. knock us both out. Well, I think we could fight anybody at the same time and get killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. That's why we're broadcast journalists, right, Rob? We use so I'm looking at what the, do you have? Yeah, I'm looking at the prelims, and there was one fight, obviously, that went the distance. Every other fight was less than 40 seconds. Less than 40 seconds. That's and crazy. so knockouts are great. When they go the distance, you can actually let people know what type of, you know, what type of product you're going to be seeing. Yeah. So the prelims, we, we show them for free. We had four prelim fights. Sometimes, you know, they go the distance. Sometimes you get the quick knockouts. Um, but all in all, an amazing night. And I think it's time to get yeah. to the good, well, the bad. And, and the, the ugly. ugly. Well, we'll start with the good because we're positive people mm-hmm. here at BK. We are. So we look on the bright side of life. We do do that. We look on the bright side all the time. Uh, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of ugly. Again, great pre-show. And um, 
I mean, it was a little, little spiced in there for everybody. Knockouts, going the distance. We enjoyed it. Let's start with the first good. And again, you can comment on the comments. We'd like to know what you think as well. But good. A couple things about this fight. Uh, I, I would call this great, not even good. Mm-hmm. Yuli Diaz versus Tiago Alves. Wow. These guys. Fight of the just, night. Wow. And they deserved it. I mean, there's other the good fights, right but there. they deserved it. What, what intestinal fortitude these two guys showed. And uh, not, not only the fight, which was good. I don't mm-hmm. know if I, I saw a clip floating around on Instagram. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, they're spiritual men. And if they just beat the living hell out of each other, they both got on a knee and they, they said a prayer together. I thought it was a really uh, good moment that I saw on Instagram. So kudos to them for doing that. Mm-hmm. But the fight alone itself. Wow. Wow. What did Dude, you Yuli thoughts? came out firing hard. I honestly thought that he was going to gas. Me too. But he kept up the pace for the first two rounds, and he dropped Alves. Not only did he drop him, but he cut him up something nice. I'm like, wow, this is, this is, this is crazy. And then it seemed in round three, he came out. Alves came out like a totally different fighter. And I think, you know, I think we... Uh, we were saying that, yeah. In, mm-hmm. the, in the post-fight interview, I had him kind of take us through that. And we both saw that sitting next to each other. The thing I noticed about Tiago, he always seems to get opened up in that one spot by his eye. Mm-hmm. So I guess guys know, and they, I mean, they, a lot of them do, but there's that one specific spot he gets busted open with. Mm-hmm. And when we were sitting there, we were. We were saying like, okay, you know, Yuli's coming out. And this is what we predicted on the show. And I think a lot of people did too. I think you said it. Yuli's got to win early. If it goes long, Tiago's probably going to take it. And we, we could see Yuli start to it looked like he was getting a little tired. And, and like Tiago just was ready to rock. Third round is like the first round to him, I feel like. Man, I, I want to go home and rewatch this entire fight again like five times over, dude. These guys show the utmost respect to each other before the fight, during, during the, the fight, fight, and yeah. after the fight. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And, and, you know, I think that as we look at that, I think that Yuli deserves uh, compliments. Yuli Yuli's a warrior. Yuli's going to live to fight another day. And, of course, he wanted to win. But there's no shame in Yuli's game, I don't think. It, it was He stood toe-to-toe, and they went at it. And it was a beautiful, fun fight to watch. I actually sent Tiago a text thanking him. And I'm going to send one to Yuli, too, because I like to thank these guys. They're putting their lives on the line fighting like that for our, entertain, our entertainment. And look at this. I mean, you can't beat it. What, what a hell of a match, especially what was that, like, one-something in the morning maybe at that point? It was late. Yeah, yeah. We, we started pretty late, unfortunately. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> we got Bad and Ugly coming up yet. But uh, kudos to both these guys. Tiago Alves, big deal, bringing the title mm-hmm. home to ATT. So this is the first bare knuckle fighting championship belt They've in got another ATT. belt, man. What a great organization. Not just another belt. The first ever BKFC their gym, belt. Their gym is top-notch, man. Some of the best fighters in the world. Shreem, one of the comments right now from Mojo Fuego. Yuli came out less aggressive than I expected, which was smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Thiago really got together round three, kind of what we were saying right there. You know, he hit the hit the nail right on the head. Another thing I think people should look at: check out Thiago's Instagram. He he wrote a nice post where he is uh, presenting the belt to ATT, mm. and it talks about his journey and how he fell short of presenting a belt to ATT before and how much it means to him. It was a really beautiful thing. Like you can look at the picture, but hit that little more button, expand it, and take the two minutes of your day to read it because it's cool. It talks about Thiago's journey. That's on Tiago's Instagram. You can check that out. And he deserves a couple minutes of your time, an hour of your time after that fight. It was yeah. awesome. If you want me to weigh in. Also, uh, Evan, Evan Zentar, the Lord himself, he's always there running around, you know, getting some of these amazing shots yeah, that we get. Yeah, he's got some of the best angles. In so there. not does he not only is he the best angles, but he's really close like we are. So I like to check in with other people. Evan's here today. Evan, uh, let's talk about that fight a little bit. What did you think? Well, it's a freaking awesome fight to begin with. But I just wanted to say, um, when we were interviewing Yuli at ATT, so if you've ever been at ATT, it's just filled. Like, there's huge blow-up pictures all along the, the walls showing, you know, all the champions, all the UFC guys. Yeah. And he trains Dustin, so there's a, there's a little 
poster of Dustin, and then there's a little space next to it. And he's like, you know, all I want is, you know, I want the belt, and then I want a picture right there next to Dustin. So I guess there'll be a, you know, a BKFC picture of him from this fight, you know, up there next to his body, which would be. And now, cool. now he's got it, man. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see a picture of that. And uh, just to correct you, Evan, which I never would do because you're more brilliant than I am. I think you had a Freudian slip there. You said Yuli, but if you're just tuning in and learning the product, it's Tiago at ATT. Did I say Yuli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, oh, I, unless I have too much uh, Tito's in my Tiger life, I don't know. You drinking Tito's? You drinking them White Russians? <laughs> I'm hungover. So Evan's hungover. Yeah, too many White Russians Evan, last night party. Yeah, he did. He had a big party. Evan, before we move on, are you too hungover? I know you like to do this to, to throw us up some uh, a double bicep pose. Show us those arms, brother. Look at him. He's working hard, man. They're nice and dry today. Yeah, yeah, if anyone, yeah, if anyone has any uh any beef with me, he's gotta go through my man over there. It's one of those hey, you wanna fight me, buddy? Yeah, well there's me buddy. You know one of those things. Exactly. Yeah, buddy. The one thirty fivers could still kick my ass. <laughs> it's all for show. <laughs> all show, no go. We're all, we're all for show. Just trying to put on a good show. I'm gonna hop in really go fast. Ahead, I I'm looking at the good and I think we're leaving one fight out that came prior to this, which was Arguably, you know, there's going to be two, and we'll get to that. I know what you're going to say. Uh, performance of the night, Jared Grant. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That dude is amazing. And he went up against a truly veteran fighter. Mm-hmm. Who loves to fight. Like, Does enjoys he love it. to fight, man. I mean, he, bring, he brings the fight. And Jared Grant, his precision is it's amazing. deadly. He's so much fun deadly. to watch fight. Watch him. If, you, if this is the first time watching a fight, go back, rewatch all his fights. That dude deserves a title shot. I can't wait. And if we have it. if we have David on the phone, I'm going to go to him directly. You should give that kid a title shot. He deserves it. After that performance, what's he four and zero now? Four and zero. But not only is he four and zero, his victories are lopsided, man. Yeah, I well, mean that was a one sided fight. Well, he said he was coming in looking at it to be a statement fight, and I, I I talked to him about that. I think it was a statement fight for him mm-hmm. because. You know, no respect to uh, Mr. Malo, Brandon Lambert, but, you know, that's a fight that Jared should have won unquestionably. And I think that Jared was seeing this as people is, uh, you know, kind of a statement fight saying, OK, you fought these guys. Now show us you get through Travis because Travis is a bad dude, man. He really is. But, you know, uh, Jared did exactly what he said he was going to do. The thing I love about Jared, other mm-hmm. than watching him fight Kid Gotti, he's, I think, one of the youngest guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. And. I love the fact that Jared, I don't know if they caught this on film. I wish they would from now on. He's so like, he's such a pretty boy. And I mean that with respect that his corner will comb his hair when he's done. Right before the interview, they were combing his hair. And, and not only were they combing his hair. He's got that Ric Flair yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's awesome. And he always looks like every like fights. Jared's face doesn't look beat up at all. He still looks like the same Hollywood kid Gotti, you know? He, he's incredible. Uh, he's got an incredible coach, Brian, and, and his team. And like I said... An incredible future, man. I look forward I to seeing wait. him fight He's going to take a title. I mean, I've been a fan of him since day one. He's mm-hmm. going to take a title. We love Jared Grant, and that's me probably breaking out of my broadcast journalism. But this kid, how can you not see yeah. the fire and the heart that he has and the mm-hmm. talent? So I'm looking forward to see where he's going to go. Jared Grant, kid Gotti, man. We're keeping our eyes on you, bro. Uh, let's talk about other fights. I mean... Oh, geez, the bad blood fight, the fight where somebody's jaw was going to get broken, to quote Luis Palomino. Luis Palomino versus Tyler Goodjohn. Um, you know, Did not disappoint not whatsoever. At all. Not at all. Even if you hated Tyler Goodjohn going into that fight, he earned respect. And you heard, I thought it was very classy at the end of the fight mm-hmm. when Luis had limited time to talk and he took almost the whole time to say, <laughs> me say, I wanted to hurt that man, and I did. Then he went on to say how much respect he had mm-hmm. and went through his story. And that's what amazes me about fighting. People go and wanting to kill each other. And then when they're done, that, that raw respect they have for each other. And great. You, you see that a lot in BKFC. You, you definitely see that a lot. And I think it's, I think they understand and they respect each other. 
you know, there is some animosity and I still think they still hold a little yeah. bit of animosity. <clears throat> Excuse me. But after the fight, that was what, what a class act to take all that time. Dude, Palomino's entrance <laughs> a plus man. Samurai. I, dude, that was, I was like, what am I watching right now? This is amazing. Awesome. They threw the this flowers. is absolutely amazing. His entrance was just, it blew me away. I was like, that's what I love that man. I, I absolutely love that. Not only did that, he came out, he, he put a, an amazing game plan together. It is. Tyler Goodjohn had no answers for Palomino. His speed was too much. Yeah. Holding to, uh, you know, his, his holds and his strikes. Here's amazing. the entrance. It was awesome. I don't know if that music's allowed, so I hold it. Yeah, they might not have let the music on here, so we're going to kind of mute it a little bit. But, yeah, the entrance was awesome uh, and everything. He's a samurai warrior. He had said Shit's to me in tight, interviews. Man. It tight. is. <laughs> But this is so funny because, you know, Luis calls himself a samurai warrior. Mm-hmm. He, he wants people's heads. Is he? So he got another another head, and uh, I think uh, the respect, I think, I don't know. I've never been a samurai. I never will be a samurai. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess that respect is big in that world, and, and that's what he got. He got Tyler's respect, and I think they went back and forth. I didn't know what they, I couldn't hear. I was trying to be newsy and jump in to hear what mm-hmm. they were saying to each other. I couldn't really hear. But I know that both of them, after the fight on Instagram, have been very complimentary to each other. And I think that Tyler, I don't think it's Tyler's last BKFC fight. I want to see Tyler back. Me too. Tyler showed heart. And Tough he, as nails, man. You know, he caught say, some solid straight shots. And then he's saying, he break my him. jaw. Go ahead. Hit me. Hit me. And I'm like, this guy's Probably crazy. Probably not the smartest thing no, to but, do. No, but he did. The, he did. And he stood up. And he, t- and he did say, I believe he said, maybe he's on Instagram because he's, you know, I guess it's different in the bare knuckle scene in the UK. They have a longer, um, longer fights. Mm-hmm. He said, man, if that could have gone six or seven rounds, it might have been a little different. Yeah, you know, he was I asking him out. for a longer fight. He was asking yeah, for that. but that's not the rule set here. It's not. And, uh, you know, you got to prepare for our rule set. But I loved it. Palomino, I enjoyed the fight. I'm telling you, the holding in the back of the head, Palomino oh, yeah. knew that he Oof. couldn't train that. He couldn't even defend against it. And I don't care who you are, you cannot eat shots like that for five rounds. And he, no. he put a game plan together. He, he executed extremely well. Now, for respect, you brought up respect. Did the fans lose or gain respect for good John after that performance? Because after the Bennett... You yeah. saw a lot of people. Bennett got robbed. This, that, and That's the other. Tyler, Goodjohn, Tyler Goodjohn's not a great fighter. Different Tyler it's all hype. If you can't see that that was a different Tyler Goodjohn, you're Stevie Wonder. But what after this fight? Well, that's, you think I mean, that's what I'm saying. After mm-hmm. this fight, if you can't see that the the Bennett sure. fight wasn't a completely different Tyler Goodjohn, For then sure. you're, then you're Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles. Take your pick. You're blind. Mm-hmm. You can't see anything. It's true. And and I think I mean Tyler. Even me, we're not the most favorite of each other. And he gained a lot of respect for me. Now, I'm not a fighter. My respect means nothing. Mm-hmm. The fighters seem to respect Tyler. Uh, you would hope the fans do. And like I said, all that really matters, though, is the guy standing across the squared circle. Yes, by the way, squared circle. For those of you that always say we call it the squared circle <laughs> because it's a big circle with a square. If you look at it, it makes perfect sense. It's a platform. Squared circle. It's a giant square platform with the circle so ring. Say they get all mad when you say that. So I think, though, uh, that we're going to get to the post-fight interview, show awesome, how yeah. great that was in Perfect. a second. But I think the only thing that matters is that Luis Palomino had respect. Those two guys are going mano a mano, beating the crap out of each other. So that's what matters. And let's, let's throw it to the post-fight because uh, I think that Luis had a, a beautiful post-fight interview. Brian is with the champion. Indeed I am. Uh, wow. Now, originally you had said that you were looking for a quick finish in this fight. It ended up going the distance. Uh, were you happy with your performance? Okay. Correction. I wasn't looking for a quick finish. I was looking to hurt this man. This is satisfaction because I hurt this man. But, but 
I know that all of you judged him from his last fight, his last performance, that the great Randy Couture said, you're only as good as your last fight. But this man has a history behind him, from pro boxing to undefeated in England, 4-0 in MMA, bare knuckle fighting, which is very hard to accomplish. He came over here hunting for me. He came here alone. No trainer. He quarantined in the Dominican Republic for 15 days. Showed up over here with anybody in his corner that would take him. For that, I respect Tyler Goodjohn. Definitely. Like what, all class, all class, Luis. And the crowd here in Miami, they respect you. They love you, too, here in Florida. Hometown boy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what's next for Luis Palomino? This has been your longest fight in like a year. Yes, but thanks to my manager, Chris, Christopher Navarro. FYI, baby, I love you guys. And Dave Feldman, BKFC, we have came to a good agreement. So we will be fighting a little more often now. And what am I after? What's next to me? Well, I'm, I'm I set in a 165-pound belt. I know there's some tiling up there. I want to keep challenging myself. I think that if I can defend both titles simultaneously, I will be a lot more active. One more thing. Somebody came into my locker room to say what's up to somebody else. That somebody is the bad motherfucker George Masvidal. So check this out, right? If you want your rematch, remember I beat you 2012, eight pounds heavy. If you want your rematch, I know you're under contract with UFC. I know, but, but I've seen Dave Feldman corner some people in a boxing match. So I'll represent BKFC, you can represent UFC, and I'll give you that rematch in a boxing ring with the respect and with the, with the, with Dave Feldman permission. Wow, I think that's what they want to see. You know, uh, I was saying, I think that's what they want to see. That's what I would love to see, too. And drop the comments. Please yes, drop the comments. I know. want to see it, too. I love, <laughs> we all do, we all I love Bare Knuckle. I will watch Bare Knuckle all day, whether Palomino fights in Bare Knuckle or boxing. Yeah. But because Jorge's in UFC, mm -hmm. he's in BKFC, mm -hmm. let's meet in a common ground. See, my let's thing is... Boxing. And I let's think, do it. Please, I, for the fans, for me. Excited. Uh, for I me am, too. I'd I am love too. to see that fight. But if somebody's going to represent BKFC, uh, I mean, we have a lot of great guys on the roster, I would have mm -hmm. no problem with Luis Palomino, the baboon, doing it. I mean, this guy, I feel like he gets better. He's like fine wine as he ages. And it's every Tom sing, Brady, every man. Single, the Tom Brady of BKFC, man. Every single fight gets better. He's, 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 he was slick with an amazing performance. Mm -hmm. And like I said, what an amazing post fight! It took a lot of a lot of respect for him to a say that. A lot of class, man. A he man got everything with a in there. That was like a great post fight. <laughs> uh, we have other stuff to talk about too. I mean, I could stay on that fight all day. Mm -hmm. uh, props to you guys. Thank you for that fight as well. But let's talk about. Uh, we said we just said the boxing match. We'd like to see that. I'll see any kind of fight with those two. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the world championship fight: Joey Beltron versus Sam Shoemaker. Um, Sam came out. Sam came to fight, and he's got those heavy hands in the beginning. Sam was laying it on Joey, and I thought the same thing we had said on prior shows, that same thing, as we said with Yuli. If Sam ends it early, mm -hmm. Sam's got more of a chance. And in the beginning, I thought, well, Sam's going at it. But then what happened? Exactly what Joey Beltran does best. Yep. Non-stop pressure, moving forward, five straight rounds, Oof. eating shots no matter what. Sam Shoemaker can... He can punch, yeah, man. You're not eating an easy you, shot with Sam. I mean, his game plan was magnificent in the first two rounds. I thought that he stuck the jab. He worked the jab. I'm not sure why he got off of that. Maybe mm -hmm. got a little tired. I, I don't know. He did know. look I a can't... little, like he was getting a little gas. But you got a big heavyweight guy laying on you, essentially. What's going to happen? I, well, you know? that was his game plan, man. He was he was tattooing him with that jab. It looked really clean the first two rounds. Looked great. But then, I mean, take nothing away from Beltron. He is a tough. pro for a reason, man. 
his game plan was moving forward, moving forward nonstop. Eat a couple of shots, make it dirty inside, and that's exactly what he did. For a big guy, they're they're moving. They're not slow motion either. Both of them the best shape I've ever seen. Both of them coming into this fight too. Props to Sam Shoemaker too. I quite honestly. I thought, and I might have said it to you while we were watching, I thought in the beginning, I'm like, this is going to be Sam Shoemaker. I did. I thought mm-hmm. that until it went on further. And I'm like, okay. And then there was Get some, the championship it seemed like rounds. there was some controversy with the decision too. I mean, some people seemed upset about that. I'm not going to say I was or I wasn't. I just, it was interesting decision. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it looks like the ref, uh, excuse me, the judges had it 49, 46, 49, 46, 48, 47, unanimous decision for Joey Beltran. If that's correct, I'm actually reading that off of MMA junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought when we were live that it was 48-45 or 49-45. I'm not sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was questioning the Florida judges, you know. <laughs> I know, but. <laughs> cue my man, Paulie. Yeah, don't wait for the Paulie sound effect. The judges. <laughs> so I, I thought we would have a questionable, uh, a questionable decision. But all in all, I think the decision went to the victor yeah. who won the fight, in I my agree. opinion. Oh. I think Beltran had a game plan. He executed it perfectly. Shoemaker just didn't have an answer for his relentlessness. Well, let's let's not let's not forget what Joey said in the post fight, uh, which I moved a little further away when he said it. He he apologized for quote a shit performance as he said to mm-hmm. his fans because apparently I didn't know this. He had COVID like three weeks prior, <coughs> so this guy's going into the fight. Yeah, I know. I was I was like, oh, okay, let me move away. But he had COVID. He said three weeks prior, so mm-hmm. we saw what that did to Tyler Goodjohn. It it it. it, it dismantled everything he had sure. so joey was still out there and joey's still coming forward uh, props to joey but props to sham sham shoemaker i can't talk props to sam shoemaker too because you guys again anyone an steps there your warriors amazing performance for both of you and i i'm excited for one to see what sam's going to do next i don't think that fight was a killer for sam to me i knew sam could hang with the big boys he might not have won but he hung and we saw a little bit of a game changer with mm-hmm. sam in the beginning he was trading with rodney rice here in philly we had talked to him or jersey i should say and I think that he utilized that jab. Like you were saying, I'm excited to see where Sam goes next. I don't think that loss is going to define him. It's not like he lost to some slouch. He lost to our world champion, Joey Beltron. So, and Joey also wants to, you know, retire as champion. Mm-hmm. So he, says he has three more bouts till he retires to hold that title. Do you have some fan comments? Yeah, we Rob? got some fan comments. Kevin's asking, who's next for Beltron? Dante Mack. Shuey didn't throw his right hand enough. I actually agree with that agree 100%. I actually don't think he threw the jab enough in the third, fourth, and fifth. I, I got. I wonder, I'd love to ask him whenever we talk to him next why that happened. Yeah, Joe Miggs, Arnold Adams looking like next in line. That's what I was thinking. He was there. On the, he was there. Arnold so he, Adams was live, man. He was on the ring. <laughs> he, was watching, he was watching. Yeah, <laughs> why do you do this to me? I don't want to say his about. name three times. No, he might show up behind you, and he did. He showed up behind he us. We were that sitting there great. watching the fight. I was like, <laughs> He was behind us, and he tapped me on the shoulder. I almost pooped my pants. And then, and, but we were, yeah, he said poop. <laughs> and, the man said the word poop. And, but no, he he was watching mm-hmm. the fight. I couldn't really hear him analyzing it behind us because we, we were a little further, but he was directly behind us watching the fight. And then when I was doing the post fight, a lot goes on in the ring in the squared mm-hmm. circle. Yeah, I said squared yep. circle when you're doing the post fight. And I saw my peripheral vision. Arnold Adams was on the ring apron like watching. I'm thinking, this is going to be the next guy. And I was trying to ask Joey, what's next? But then you had other guys in the ring, too, and it was just complete Arnold chaos. Arnold Adams fought both yeah. of those guys. I know. Both so, of them. So I think Adams, you he's know. In he's, yeah, he he's in line. Yeah, he's in line for the championship belt. The boogeyman. Without a doubt. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see that fight. I think that uh, Arnold Adams does deserve that fight, even though we've had our, mm-hmm. our problems in the back. And the good thing is if I know that if Arnold Adams is in a, a world title fight, 
for for the time he's in there, those five rounds, I don't have to be worried because he's not going to show behind me. Yeah, man. What about my uh my my golden uh golden horse over there, Frank Tate? Man, I think he's in line too. What a performance he Tate. put on. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Tate. That guy, Tate's man. A talk bad about dude. power. Ooh, I love. Let's bring it back to Alabama. I don't know about anyone else, man, but that crowd was electric. Was I awesome. loved it. I love watching Frank fight. Arnold Adams fight. Let's do it, man. Let's 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 get it going. Yeah, I, how did I dis? I'm sorry, Frank, if you're watching, but Frank, Frank Tate, man, yeah, that guy. I'd love to see that fight. There's a lot yeah. of good. The heavyweight division's really doing well here, and, and I enjoy that as as well. Um, I think that's the good of the card so far. And if we missed any good, oh, there's a lot more good. Well, that's all we can get to. <laughs> but today's today's program is the good, the bad, the ugly. A little bit of play into the movie, but. Unfortunately, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? (laughs) Um, So, so we're going to get back to more. Let's, let's do the bad next, obviously. But before we do the bad, let's, let's hit a quick commercial break. We'll try to regroup and become professional again. I don't know if that's possible. We need like a whole day, but anyway, we're going to throw out the commercial. We'll be right back with the bad. Ah, ah. Welcome to the world of bare knuckle TV. Watch every live bare knuckle fighting championship pay-per-view event for only $3.99 per month. Enjoy our all-new library of content, including unlimited access to the full archive of BKFC pay-per-views, behind-the-scenes access, exclusive BKFC original series, and additional live bare-knuckle fights from around the globe. You can access it anywhere you want, anytime you want, instantly on most streaming devices. It's available right now on the Bare Knuckle TV app. Over 1,000 hours of on-demand content, uncut and uncensored. All here, anytime you want, anywhere you want, for only $3.99 a month. Subscribe now exclusively at BKTVapp.com. In Tiger Life Energy, we believe in finding your why in life and fueling it with the cleaner energy drink. And if you work hard, you can achieve your goals and reach your dreams. Just look at me. I've worked hard, saved my money, and I was finally able to afford my favorite bike, Tiger Life. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kayla. And you're watching the BKFC show with the two hottest guys in the world. All right, can I get paid now? Did anybody pay her yet? That's why we don't have a new one. No one paid I her know. for the last she, time. She, came, she was one and done at one of our shows, man. She's like, I ain't never coming back with you guys. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Um, listen, it, it was a, a great show. We enjoyed it. But we're very transparent here at BKFC, and I think that's why we get along so well with the fans and stuff. We talk about the bad. We talk about the ugly. And so we did the good mm-hmm. and the great. Let's do the bad now. Um, and, I, and that's what makes anything better is being able to listen to the fans Whatever the constructive criticism is, you know, you get your trolls out there. It happens. You know, don't feed the trolls. But listen, if something bad happened or something that you want to see change, let us, let know. us know. Let We'd us know. know. We'd love to know. We'll that's take how, that that's how things improve. I agree. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. And even if, you're, even if you're not nice about it, we don't care. Like, just tell us. You can be a troll. I'll laugh at it, and then we'll, we'll try to correct what we can. Because, you know, look, we're sitting here. We're dealing with a lot of stuff you're seeing, so we already know it. And when you say it, it reinforces it. And we're like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. let's get on that. So let's start with the, the bad thing, the first bad thing. Um, it was a long show, right? 14 matches. We knew this going in. Scheduled to be a very yes, long show. Yes, we knew it was going to be a long itself. show. But if it would have started on time, it would have been a little easier. I think not starting on time, it tired the crowd out. I think some of the, the people that were watching, like if you're in California, you probably loved it. You know what yeah, I mean? But, sure, true. But I think on the East Coast, it tired the crowd uh, out. 
and I think that it also tired our viewers out. So late start, I don't know for sure. I just knew we were waiting for it to start. And look, we were as excited as other people were. Mm -hmm. But I heard there was a storm surge. I heard there was a generator. I heard all this stuff. So I'm not going to speak on it because I'm a moron with a mic. That's all I know. Mm -hmm. I know the guy to talk to is Dave Feldman. Uh, Dave Feldman Jr. He's in a control room. Dave, could you shed some light on what happened? Well, originally we thought it was a storm surge. Um, we had a couple. We, there was a storm in the area, and there was lightning and all kind of stuff. So, you know, we thought that was that. I go over to our director, Jonathan. I know he's watching right now. What's up, Jonathan? What's up, Jonathan? Um, we went over. He came over to me and said that there was there was power surges within the building. We didn't know what was causing it. Uh, we couldn't find the electricians at Hard Rock Live to try to fix it. Um, so basically, we said, okay, we need a generator. Somehow, Jonathan found a generator. We got it there within an hour. Um, and then we went up fine. We talked to somebody at the local power company down there and found out it was actually an animal got onto a transformer or something. And I, they couldn't even figure out what kind of animal it was when they were done with it. So. Maybe it was Travis Thompson. He's the animal. Maybe he was yeah, it could have been Travis. <laughs> Who knows? could have been Travis. Uh, but, wow. Yeah, that's what happened. We thought it was a storm surge. It wound up, um, basically, when it comes to all the equipment in the television truck, when there's a... Uh, when there's those kind of power surges going on, I mean, the protocol is shut it down before everything gets fried. Of course. So if we didn't, if we waited another power surge to shut it down, everything could have been fried. And by the time we got the generator, we wouldn't have had a show. So, so luckily, everything went up working out. And I think it officially was an hour and 15-minute delay, which, you know, wow. could have been a lot worse. So it was pretty much out of our control. And, and uh, I don't know if we have the sound effect clapping, but if we do, Lord Evan Zentor, I'd love to hear that for Jonathan, our fearless director that mm -hmm. found the generator. I mean, how do you do that? I'd be like, ah! Jonathan. That's amazing, man. Seriously, amazing. because I mean, it's on the fly. This is live TV. And when you're live, there's no excuse. You have to mm -hmm. make it happen. So our, our apologies for starting late, but it wasn't our fault. We did everything we could to start even earlier. We could have been later if you didn't find that generator. So it's funny. Actually, I was talking to Jonathan and he, he came up to me and he was like, yeah, there's nothing to worry about, but we're having power surges. And I think at that point he already knew that we needed a generator. Mm. So at the end of the night, I said, let me ask you a question. When the power went out <laughs> and they turned that truck off, did you think there was any shot? we were going to be able to do that show. And he said, no, I thought we were doing like a two camera shoot and recording it somehow in their recording studio with yeah. no commentators. So yeah. Somehow, somehow it happened, but we made it, it work. Yeah. It's tough. You see everybody's on, they're like, why isn't this show starting? And we're just like, we're trying, we got a freaking generator on the way in. Like it's a half hour away. Like we're making it work, but you know, everybody stuck in and it was a late night and we were all freaking exhausted, but. And thanks for the fans for sticking with us. The, yeah, uh, the definitely. entire thick yeah. and thin. Definitely, and, and, and I don't think that the production team and the behind-the-scenes team, they don't always get the respect they deserve. Mm -hmm. So uh, respect, much respect, because without them, it doesn't work, and they really made this one work. Man, they, and I they can tell you, above and beyond. not we're only a late start, a lot of us had to catch mm -hmm. flights. I'll, I'll tell you this real, real quick story. The broadcast team, usually we get together for a minute afterwards and you know, kind of talk about sure. the show and kind of bask in the excitement. Mm -hmm. We were like, put our mics down. All right, guys, see you next time. Sprint, yeah. Dude, I went to the hotel. 7 a.m. flights, yeah. I, I was at the hotel, and at the, I didn't sleep for 30-some hours. Like it was insane from the day I got up till, yeah. but it was all because I was jacked up on Tiger Lake. They helped me. I was, I was a dad. <laughs> got me through it. Man. It really did. So anyway, that's what happened. If you were wondering, uh, we hated it as much as you did. Believe me, we were sweating it out, but, but we're not going to pretend like it doesn't happen. No. Again, we listen to the fans. We would address it and things that we can change things that we can make improvements for. That's what we're here for. We love talking to the fans and that's Agreed. why we're here. Yes. And, and thank you again and to Jonathan. Everybody and, in there was like so exhausted. Too, oh my gosh. Was, you could feel the energy just die. And like, 
I <laughs> still got the camera on me. You're good looking, Rob. You're good looking. <laughs> trying to keep people I'm, awake. I'm just weighing in a little bit. <laughs> trying to keep people awake, I'm just man. Just weighing in. All right, I'll go away now. Weigh in. You weigh in at probably 200 pounds of solid muscle in there. Evan. That's what you weigh <laughs> in. All right, Evan's at the gym. Evan doesn't even show up for the podcast half the time to the last minute because he's at the gym. He's just he's lifting weights on the way in. He's drinking he's protein, swole on. amino acids, or whatever else you drink. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about other bad stuff. And this is something that's interesting that we can both speak on, and you can speak on. If you were there live, you may have seen it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, as we always say, when you're there live, you sometimes see things differently. Rob and I were sitting next to each other at ringside, and during Hector Lombard, Joe Riggs, first of all, uh, kudos to Joe Riggs. Joe Riggs was um, really putting on a show for us, and I, I think Joe found it going his way. And Joe had said that if this went his way, he might ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, it'd be a great story for Joe to end his career you know, on top like that. So he was looking forward to that. Now, what happened, though, was we, Rob and I were sitting directly across from where this happened. And it, it went on for at least five seconds because it was enough time for me and you to say, wait, he's grabbing his, uh, he's grabbing his trunks, or his, I should say shorts. He's grabbing mm-hmm. his shorts. And it processed. And then you're like, he's grabbing them. And then you're like, he's grabbing. Hey, the ref's not breaking it up. He's grabbing his shorts. He's grabbing his shorts. And, we had, and I'm yelling, which I shouldn't do at the ringside because I'm working. I'm like, he's got his shorts, both hands. He's like pulling his jock strap up. And I'm like, what's going on here? What the hell was that? Yeah, they just kept. It was a good five seconds. Am I wrong? Because I don't think it looked that way on TV. No. So what I saw, and I, maybe I should rewatch the fight. He was grabbing his shorts for a prolonged period of time. Oh, yeah. Prolonged period of time. Oh, yeah. The ref's like screaming like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, 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 stop. And as they stopped and, and something occurred, and then I want to say Hector threw a punch as they were supposed to, you know, I, I don't know if they were going to get resituated, reacclimated, yeah. you know, getting uh, start in the middle again. That's where the infamous, you know, apparently a piece of tape scraped the side of Joe Riggs' eye. He mm-hmm. couldn't see, grabbed his, his eye. And then it started the entire snowball effect of what the hell is going on there. Now, being the broadcast journalist I am, I don't just let this stuff go. I looked into it. And did you know, mm. I believe Joe said it on his Instagram, that Joe has had, and I, I could be wrong, but I think it was four surgeries or three surgeries on that eye wow. already. He's had eye problems there. There so you go. He was upset, and there we didn't know go. that. We didn't know that. He was upset. Obviously thought he was upset, but now you're thinking about that. And he's probably thinking, well, this might be my last fight, and I, I want to end on a good note. Now, like, what's going to happen? Here it is. Let's watch a little bit of the fight. Yeah, he heard him. He he's heard him. T- he's got him there. He's hold- he was holding him right. He's still holding him. He's, he's still, still holding. holding. We should count. There Let's- it is. Exactly what I thought. Exactly what I thought. Ref was going to go break it up. Lombard throws a punch. Not taking anything away from Lombard whatsoever. You know what I mean? You don't stop fighting. Nope. You know? You don't stop fighting. I mean, look. If you look at it, you feel for Joe Riggs here. And there was a lot of chaos Talk uh, about controversy. Yeah, though. I was getting ready to get in the ring. I'm like, are we going to run this back? Like, what's mm-hmm. happening? I feel like Joe was, I don't want to say robbed, but in a way, I just felt bad for the guy. I want to see the fight. Fans are saying it. The fans are saying Riggs got robbed. Uh, just th- saw a comment up dude, there. that was going to be my question. What are we doing here? And I'll tell you, you can watch on TV. You can be in the arena. But when I got inside that squared circle, the, the, the intensity and, and the, the, the chaos inside there, just because of the decision, it was already very tense in that, in that ring. Very tense. Mm-hmm. Like, very tense. I can't say that enough. And then I'm getting ready to go talk to Hector about what happened and try to kind of sort this out and unpack it. Mm-hmm. And I go, I think I said like, oh, hey, it's Hector. And then all of a sudden, here comes Lorenzo Hunt, who is an amazing athlete. In, in so before there was even a decision made, before they can announce anything of what transpired, Lorenzo Hunt comes into the ring 
He wanted to be heard. He came into the ring. I saw okay. him, and I'm starting my uh, my post fight interview. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's me. <laughs> We're gonna talk about how that happened. In a that was me. No, oh Jesus! I, I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to that in a second. So I see Lorenzo show up, and I all I said was, "I'm here with Hector Lombard." And I went, "Oh, here's, here's Lorenzo Hunt." And then he hit him with the two piece. I was waiting for the soda to come out. And you can see if you watch the replay, the shock and awe on my face. And I've said many times on this show, I've said it to you. I've said it to you. I've said it to you. I've said it privately. Hector Lombard, great dude. Get along with him. Wonderful guy. But Hector Lombard is a bad dude. He don't and take goes no shit, man. Zero to 100 in no time at all. So normally I'm in there and I'll always get the audio and I'll always get the story for you. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what happened. I can tell you this. I think my broadcast, you know, people are dropping F-bombs, but mm -hmm. I'm a broadcast professional for years. Sure. So I can't say certain things. And I think I started to say, oh, shit and that was even hard for me to say there mm -hmm. and i think i changed it she's like jesus and it was like oh she's Jeez. let's hear it again what was it evan god oh jesus so so my my oh, 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 <laughs> he's got the remix going so so i'll tell you this though my brain my brain i don't even know what happened my brain didn't even tell my feet to go i don't think i've gone that fast as i ran in the pen relays doing the 100 yard sprint like <laughs> It was insane. And then Joe Riggs goes, I don't know. I love Joe Riggs. Wonderful guy. And I'm like this. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm getting out of the way because I don't get hit. I'm not getting paid like these guys are to get mm -hmm. hit, especially by them. They'll kill me. I'm a wimp. And Joe goes, he's holding Hector back. And he goes, what are you running for? He's not going to hit you. And I just, <laughs> if you watch it, you can tell. And then I just go, I just try to get out of the way. I'm not getting paid to get hit. <laughs> so, yeah. What, what, what a crazy, and, crazy, and, crazy. And, and I should and say, too. Fight, that whole incident was just nuts, It was nuts. Man. It was crazy. Wow. But I should say, too, people don't realize this. Some people are like, why didn't you get the interview? And I was... Absolutely Here it is. Let's watch. Let's watch. Win this title, but Hector Lombard, not without controversy, does get the win. He is the first ever BKFC Cruiserweight World Champion, and he is with Brian Sosha. You know, Hector, uh, I, uh, Lorenzo Hunt in the ring. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and Joe Riggs breaking up the fight right now. Two good yeah. shots landed by Hector Lombard. No, I'm just getting out of the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> And which one of you? Let me ask you a question. Hold on, everybody. Which one of you would not get the hell out of the way when Hector starts swinging? Everyone else would have run too. And I'll tell you something else. I had to grab Joe Riggs. I was right there in the mix too. All right, I didn't run. Yeah, but I do. Oh, Evan, you got a camera. They're not going to hit you because they want the good shots. I'm. I was right on top of them. I was probably the closest one to him. And if you look, if you go and rewatch that. I said, oh, gee. You can see Joe calling out Brian again. <laughs> I don't want to fight you, Joe. I like you. I, 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 no problems, I'm man. just trying to get the story. But you could see I reacted so quickly before mm -hmm. the first punch even got, like, as it was getting thrown before it even connected. And my thing was, again, I don't know. It, it's so blurry to me. My feet just told my I, – I didn't have any control of my body. It was like, get the hell out of here. I'm afraid of Hector Lumbar. He intimidates me. All right. So there's I was apologizing. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I think there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, a lot. A lot to unpack. That's let's the start. funny stuff. Let's get let's to the start. Stuff. Let's start with the actual fight in and of yeah. itself. I agree. Hector look, Lombard. Look, they're, showing, they're showing it again. <laughs> they're showing it again. They're versus Joe Riggs. Up into that moment, Oof. apparently, apparently, they went to the judges' scorecards, mm -hmm. um, and Lombard was ahead. I didn't have it that way. I didn't it have it that way, way either. All respect to I Hector, I didn't have it that way I did not have it that way I so think, real quick, it was originally ruled a TKO. Okay. Because they, I guess they originally ruled it as, I don't, I don't know why, but the referee ruled it as a TKO. Okay. And then after a review, the commission reviewed it over the weekend, 
and they actually said they were going to go to the scorecards, and it was uh, considered a technical decision. So at the time of the stoppage, they checked the scorecards, the Florida judges. Maybe the Florida judges. They had it. <laughs> the Florida judges had them, had Hector Lombard winning, and that's why he okay, uh, yeah. the title. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how I feel about that decision. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I mean, listen, it was, it was a close. It was I very think close. It was, uh, not very close. I won't I'm call trying to be nice because if Hector's sure. watching, I don't want to get my ass beat. Hey, I'm going to call it like I <laughs> see it, do. man. I think Joe Riggs was winning that fight. He was on his horse. I know. He looked light on his feet. He looked great. He was whipping that jab. He cut him up. You know, Joe got cut as well. And when he hurt him, Lombard grabbed his shorts yep. to kind of compose himself. Then then all hell broke loose. And Rob said what Hunt. I feel. Let's leave it at that. Rob Amen. said what I feel. And I, I understand what you're saying, Rob, because we're sitting next to each other when that happened. And the other thing I'll say is that uh, for those of you that were questioning, well, why didn't you talk to him afterwards? You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on inside there. And I'm being pulled every which way. I have a director who's wonderful saying things to me. I have other people saying things to me. Mm-hmm. I had the commission legitimately kick me out of the ring. So I couldn't get the interview. They wouldn't let They pushed me. I tried. You can hear me go. Oh, I went like, I was sure. like, oh, heck, oh, well, bye. Because the commission pulled me out. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I think Joe was on the way to victory, too. And, I mean, are you saying, Rob, that you think Hector kind of felt that way, too, and that's why that happened, or it just happened to happen that way? I don't think he thought he was losing the fight. Mm-hmm. I think that he got rocked, and he was trying to, you know, Compose clear, clear the cobwebs. That's what you got to do. Either you have to take a knee, or you tie your opponent up, or you just, you know— Compose yourself. And I would Get love yourself together. This Rob's opinion. You got a little bit of my opinion. Mm-hmm. Aside from the craziness and the chaos with, with Hector and uh, Lorenzo, if we're looking at just the fight in the comment section, I'd love to hear who you think won that fight if it went to the scorecards and who you thought was uh, in control of that fight. We, we, I would actually value that a lot to see what you guys think. Um, but, you know, what happened happened. Mm-hmm. We have a new first ever Cruiserweight champion. Congratulations to Hector Lombard. Uh, and, I mean, with the Lorenzo stuff, some people loved it. Some people hated it. Uh, people are complaining about it. Look, man, I tend to like that kind of stuff, uh, but the ring is a sacred place. Um, Lorenzo was probably, I, I guess, wrong for going there, but he's trying to build a fight. I don't know what's come of this. I don't know if they're going to levy fines. I don't know if there's suspensions. I would love to hear more on that if anybody knows this kind of thing. Um, but it was a. some people would say it was a black eye on the sport. Some people loved it. It's very polarizing, the subject, but here's what I'll say on it. If you wanted to see Lorenzo, who is a very talented fighter, Lorenzo Hunt is extremely talented. I think he has the most consecutive knockouts in BKFC, if I can remember. He's very good at what he does. He's the best pure athlete in BKFC. I wanted to see that fight anyway. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going to get heat for saying this. But after seeing the interaction at the end, it makes me want to see the fight more. I mean, maybe that's wrong to say, but it really does. I'm a human being. You know what I mean? I want to see what's going to happen now, if the fight's going to happen. Sure. I mean, that kind of transitions us to the ugly now. You know, we went through the good, we went through the bad, the Lombard, Lorenzo Hunt hopping into the ring. This gets us right into the ugly, which is Hector striking Lorenzo Hunt. So they weren't, uh, they didn't have a scheduled bout. He did hop into the ring. He did, you know, bombard his interview and he caught some hands because of that. Now, how do we know? Wait a minute, Rob. I stopped. How do we know that Lorenzo wasn't simply coming in to shake his hand and say, good job? Good point. But he probably shouldn't be coming in there to do that anyway, correct? Good point. Because Hector, I was there. I mean, I said Hector's name. I said Lorenzo's name. And before I could even, I think Lorenzo might have uttered one word and Hector was like, boom, boom. I mean, it was like gunshot. Boom, boom. I don't even think he said a word. No. He, he stepped forward. But there was, I think it was Mike and Mish had a show last night and they showed a really intricate clip. Lorenzo Hunt with the belt 
while there was the face-off between Riggs I didn't see that till they showed and that. And Lorenzo Hunt was staring him down. Oh, well, and well, then Hunt, Hunt showed him. up to Hunt showed up to his gym as yeah. well. So there's so, there yeah. some history. You're right. I mean, maybe what? just dude, maybe it's just like in the heat of the moment. You know what? I've had it. I've I, I've had it. This is my moment. I'm getting ready to put on the belt, and you're hopping into my moment, and this is where, what's going to come of it. Well, Lorenzo, and, and, and I want to cite the, the Mission Accomplished show, the Mike and Miss show. Um, he had an interview on there. It was an excellent interview. You should check it out if you get a chance with yeah. Lorenzo. And, and I, what I deduce from the situation is that um, Lorenzo feels that he deserves that title, and he seems to feel, and this isn't our, these aren't my words. These are Lorenzo's mm-hmm. words, that Hector is avoiding him. Hector's been running from him. Hector's doing everything he can not to fight him. And then they brought up the fact that Hector put out something where he wants to fight Jake Paul. So he's still not answering Lorenzo and I think Lorenzo mm-hmm. said he blocked him as well and who knows Hector's the champ I don't know can he say that hey what he did to me shouldn't have been done I will not fight him can he do that hmm. good question I don't know is it going to stop a fight from happening Lorenzo wants this fight Lorenzo's licking his chops and it seems like there's no uh, no doubt in his mind that he's going to be the cruiserweight champion if he wants to be Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll go any weight for it. He was saying he, he just, just took two to shots. Him. He just took two but shots. But he remained composed. That's the thing. Dead. You saw Hector. Of course, Hector's coming off a fight. Hector's mm-hmm. tired. Hector's a bad dude. He's got that Cuban temper. Like I have that Italian temper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going off. This guy's been annoying him. He's saying F you, mother effer. He's going. And Lorenzo is just staying calm. And what did Lorenzo say? I think we have a clip of that. Lorenzo. It was like Rocky Four. I felt like Lorenzo was Apollo. What did he say, Evan? Ain't no champ. Let's all say so. Ain't no celebration. So, you know, people are like saying he's putting his hands up here. Like, stay back. I think Lorenzo was putting his hands up to catch any more punches to protect sure, himself man. there. And But Lorenzo was just yelling that. Lorenzo didn't seem rocked. I saw Lorenzo after the show. He's doing something for veteran suicide awareness. And he's like, man, nothing. He didn't seem rocked. He seemed like he was just wants to fight him even more now. So... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I mean I, that's unfortunate. That's part of the that's part of the ugly man. You know him hopping into the ring and you know that but was who's ugly. to blame? I know because he hopped in the so ring tough. or because Hector went after him right away. Now speaking of strikes, man, Julian Lane unfortunately has to now fall in the ugly category. I know, as well. and it was a great fight with him and Boswick. I enjoyed yeah. that fight. Boswick with the crimson mask, you know, and and, and Julian Lane just he brings such uh, energy, mm-hmm. energy to BKFC, and he's and a great guy. He is my co to performance of the night jared grant and him looked absolutely flawless julian lane i don't know what he's doing his training regimen he looks great he seems like he has the iq of like a thousand for a fighter now he looks like a totally different person maybe that's part of his game plan of you know what happened in the weigh-ins but i mean when you when you push the limit too far you shouldn't be hitting each other at the weigh-ins though come on i mean I that's think, that's too much man. i think that's, that they that's, got he kind of bullied here's him a the little line bit, right? no here's but he didn't line. did he hit him he kind of bullied him did he hit him i, do, I think if, jake hit if him you headbutt someone i don't care well we man. saw that you with hit, jim allers and louise too went back in the day dude if you you're headbutting someone yeah, dude. if you true. headbutt someone if you if you listen i would get extremely pissed off if somebody headbutted me punched me kicked me spit on me to me that's assault Come here, Rob. Straight up. Give me your head. Come here. Dude, you already broke my neck. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, you know, it is. It, that could be assault. It's, it's you're, crossing you're correct. the line. And, and maybe he got fined for that, too. I don't know. But I do know this. Um, I remember he was yelling. He's like, Jake hits like a bitch. He was screaming. He's screaming that. So now this fight has become even more personal. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really need that for that fight. I just want to see these two go at it. They had some words on social media, I think, too. Um, but... You're right. It got a little over the line for mm-hmm. him doing that. And, uh, you know, Jake Boswick, for me, 
I only deal with him as a broadcast journalist, but he seems very even keel. He seems mm-hmm. to love the fight. He's a gentleman. So I don't know what caused that. I think Julian's emotions just got out of control because if you know Julian Lane, he's actually a really nice, and I don't mean this in a bad way, like fun, goofy dude, kind of like I am. He's fun to talk to. Sure. So I think his emotions got out of control, which, you know, that's wrong, but I'm sure he'll be uh, taken to task for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as, the, oh, the other thing. Oh, can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? We're keeping it real, man. Oh, that's what we do on the show, it, dude. Look, that's I don't remember do. the guy's name. I don't know who he was. I wish he would have dressed differently, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'd look like an idiot dressed like that. Maybe he makes it cool. I don't know. But the national anthem singer, oh my God. I'm Look, my grandfather was in World War II, both of them. I am a very patriotic dude. I know most of BKFC. I know Mission Accomplished. You guys are patriotic. And I really love when we do the national anthem. It'll often bring tears to my eyes. I'm pretty sure that guy forgot a verse. Like, and, and it wasn't even good. Like we need to get better national anthem singers. To me, that's that's an exciting moment uh, when you're getting ready for the fight, and so it's a way to honor our fallen uh, people that have come before us. And it, you think of people maybe that passed away in your life, or people that fought for our freedoms. And it's hard to do that when it's a jacked up national anthem and he's missing. I'm pretty sure. Am I wrong? Didn't he miss a couple lyrics? I think so. I think he dropped. I think he dropped the. And look, everybody has their own. I shouldn't <clears> rip on him. I, excuse sorry. me. Everyone has their own creative take on the national anthem. And they sh- no, no. I'm stopping you, Rob. I'm sorry. This really pisses me off. You shouldn't have your own creative national. It should be sung the way the national anthem sung. And if you're not going to do that, then we shouldn't use people like that. The national anthem mm-hmm. should be treated with respect. It's not a cover. You don't mm-hmm. make it your own song. Mm-hmm. You sing it the way it's supposed to be sung. And I'm sorry to jump at you, but this kind of stuff really no, upsets man. me. Uh, no, and, man. And, and, again, and again, I don't know. Maybe I'm the guy was sick. Maybe he got nervous. I've been nervous. I've screwed up. I'm a performer, too. Mm-hmm. I've screwed up. So if he screwed up, I'm very sorry to say that. But But I really wish that he wouldn't have kind of mess the national anthem up like that it upset me yeah i think maybe maybe as an organization bkfc should um look towards a different um you know a, a different type of national anthem singer that can keep it towards the original traditional and exactly. quite frankly Not i would have rather heard that national anthem mm-hmm. performed on a kazoo than hear that and this person is a grammy award-winning I, I believe it was a writer so Where? it was a writer okay <laughs> so we got a, a singer saw right listen i'm not taking any way from this person's talent i'm sure he's an extremely talented person but when it comes to certain like the national anthem there's different a way you game. sing it and there's a way you don't sing it different ball and game. there's a way that people would prefer it be sung performed and introduced and I think um, we need to get a little bit more back on track on and, that. And the thing I'm upset, it's not just knocking that guy. We've had anthem singers in the mm-hmm. past, too, where I'm like, what are we doing here? And I don't think it's on purpose. I think we get a person that's interested, and we, we love their passion. Oh, we'd love to sing it for mm-hmm. you. So we should vet him a little more. Again, I'll say it again. I know I'm repeating. It, it was kind of a joke, but it's true. I would have rather heard the national anthem on a kazoo than hear that guy do it again. <laughs> All right. Anyway, out of the anthem stuff. I'm all upset about that. Uh, let's talk about let, – let's actually – you know what we should do? We have to talk about BKFC 19 coming up, mm-hmm. and we have to talk about our knockouts of the week. So let's do that. And uh, can we throw it to a commercial right now? We'll do it right after this. Oh, <laughs> I, I sprung that on the commercial break. Welcome they to the ready. world of Bare Knuckle TV. Watch every live Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship pay-per-view event for only $3.99 per month. Enjoy our all-new library of content including unlimited access to the full archive of BKFC pay-per-views, behind-the-scenes access, exclusive BKFC original series, and additional live bare-knuckle fights from around the globe. You can access it anywhere you want, anytime you want, instantly on most streaming devices. 
It's available right now on the Bare Knuckle TV app. Over 1,000 hours of on-demand content, uncut and uncensored. All here, anytime you want, anywhere you want, for only $3.99 a month. Subscribe now exclusively at BKTVapp.com. All right, sorry, I got pretty heated up about the national anthem stuff. Like, I'm a patriotic guy. <laughs> hey, man, but, that's 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 your right as an American. I know, sir. I know, but there's other stuff we have to talk about, and I got way off track there. That doesn't usually happen to me. Wow, like that in that way. That's no, um, good, man. This kind of upset me too. Now, now I'm getting fired up today. This kind of upset me too. Uh, we were talking about Lorenzo getting in the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Even even the main event with the heavyweights, people were jumping in the ring that shouldn't be in the ring. And, and as a broadcaster, can we stop? Yeah. Please stop with the nonsense. It throws me off, too. I said it, and I'll say it out loud. I'll say it again. There's a time and a place for everything. If people can just freely mosey into the ring, call out people left and right, I mean, come on, let's just bring the elephants out and bring the, you know, bring the circus into town. Yeah. Let's, we have great fights, and I think it really does take away yes. from the fight when we keep doing that, or they not keep, that the fighters are we keep allowing it allowed or somebody's allowing and there's it, no know. repercussion to this. All so right. we're going to Dave seen on the phone in just a second here. But the, the last thing I'll say on this before we talk to him is that when you're in there, not only fighters jumping in, but think about this from, from a, 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 an announcer perspective, it could be a, a crazy fan. It could exactly. beat the hell out of me. Know. I know I got kids. To the, go like the to, two bro. people at the end of the main event. What the hell was that? I have, you could see on TV. I had no clue what, what was, was going that, on. Man. I felt like the biggest idiot. So uh, someone who's not an idiot. He's a wonderful guy. <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> Dave, Dave, David Feldman, uh, we have him on the phone. We have some questions to ask him. Hey, Dave, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. What's going on, guys? What's going on? We have, a lot, we have a lot to unpack with you. I know Rob has some questions. I'm going to let Rob start because Rob, Rob Quote is going to ask you the hard questions. I'm not getting fired. I'm not going to do that, Dave. I'll throw you the softballs. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, Mr. Feldman. How you doing today, sir? What's going on, Rob? Hey, real fast. Um, thanks for hopping on the call right now. The in-ring nonsense, and I'm sure I'm going to get a, uh, you know, a verbal beating on this, but the fans are calling it nonsense. The people hopping in in the ring at the end of the, the main event, I think, took away from a little bit of the production, took away from the value of it. What What's going to happen moving forward? What is in place? What's the next steps with making sure that this, you know, this shenanigans ends? No, really just putting protocols in place, man, making sure that uh, we tighten up security a little bit and let the fighters know, you know, everybody on this table, let them know that if someone does attempt to jump in the ring, they're not only going to face a fine, but they're going to face suspension. And, you know, that could really mess them up if they have a future fight lined up because, look, I'm all for challenging a fight. I'm all for hyping up a fight. If they come to us previously and say, look, if he wins, do you mind if I graciously get in the ring and call him out? Something like that. Mm -hmm. We're we're good for it, but jumping off the top rope and, you know, just rushing through to through or underneath the ring or however that works. And they come in and they cause havoc. You know, it's, it's not going to be tolerated anymore. Um, you know, we, as you saw, like Tiago Alves and Yuli Diaz after the fight, kneeling and praying with each other, we're, we're running a really respectful sport here that the thing is, the thing, thing that I'm really telling these fighters is that's what everybody wants us to do. Right. Like, that's what they want us to do. They want us to act like Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. They want us to do that to prove their point that that's what this sport is, and that's anything but what this sport is. So it will not be tolerated anymore. We're definitely going to put um, more protocols in place and tighten up the ringside security because that's not going to happen at any of our events in the future. 
I think that, uh, Dave, and you'll agree with this, I'm sure, we're still a growing organization, growing rapidly. So we're a new sport that we kind of created off of the old sport of bare-knuckle mm-hmm. fighting. So there's going to have to be things like this. And I, I kind of think this is why fans almost enjoy the product so much because they're growing with us. And when we, when we see these problems, they can kind of weigh in and we listen to them. So a lot of people were upset. It was a very polarizing situation. Some people said they liked it. But I, I think we're going to see... I don't want to say more jumping in the squared circle in the future, but we'll see other problems like this. We have to iron out. I think that's part of the process. And I, I kind of enjoy it. The fans are along for the ride and can almost be there when we iron this stuff out. They're going to see that we're going to take these things, fines or suspensions seriously. No, a hundred percent. But it, if you get my point, like we're at a spot now where we're really uh, transitioning into mainstream right now. And the naysayers are, they want to see us do this. They want to see us do this so they can say, I told you so. This is what it's about. It's a backyard street fight. It's not controlled. It's not regulated. It's not the way that it's supposed to be. And it's anything but that. As you know, you're a part of it. It's a very professionally run, run well-oiled machine. But at times, as we're growing, we have growing pains, and we miss things here and there. And you know, I'm glad that we got a chance to witness it. It's a, it's a shame that it happened and unfolded the way it did, but there's no other way of really – being able to tighten it up if it doesn't unfold that way. So it unfolded. Now we're going to fold it back up and make sure we tighten it up going forward. We fall and scrape our knee, and then you get up, you bandage it up, and you move on, and, and you're more successful in the mm-hmm. future from your failures. I'm a big believer in that. I mean, David Feldman, uh, I want to congratulate you on an awesome show, mm-hmm. the biggest show we've ever come up with, and BKFC 19 is going to be even bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just keeps growing. So, so thank you, and I, I always like watching you. I always say this, the fight's – you become a fan. You're not the president. You're a fan, and it's fun to watch you at ringside. Thanks, no, man. I appreciate you having me on. All right. I appreciate you coming on. You good? You want to let him go? He's got nah, thank you. Got thank contracts you, to sign, I's to dot, T's to cross. Thank you, David Feldman. <laughs> See you guys. Bye-bye. See you, my man. Yeah, I, listen, I, hit I, him just, with, I hit him with a my man on the way awesome. out <laughs> My man, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good that he's, he feels the same way a lot as of the long fans as there, do. Listen, do. as long as there's something in place moving forward and people are now held accountable, again, it's it's good to watch, you know, the the interaction between Lombard and Lorenzo went everywhere. It went extremely viral. Yahoo, Google, everywhere, yeah. Again, it's it's like good and it's bad, right? You got the Conor McGregor shit, him throwing bittersweet. You know, yeah. Yeah. But but it takes away from the integrity of the product. It takes away from these guys are training their guys oh, so you, hard, you know, male and female. Yeah. They're training their asses off. The last thing they want to do is have to worry about someone hopping in and having to do an interview. Or, well, plus, or, these guys are fighting and they're mm-hmm. done. And now they've had a couple rounds in. Now you got the fresh guy coming in that could take a swing at them. And, you know, they're, they're at a disadvantage. And, you know, I'll also say that these guys and, and women, they, they fight so hard. And what you don't always see on camera like Dave said about, and I loved it, Tiago and Yuli praying together if they fought. These warriors, if they went to battle. These people, Joey and Sam, I mean, of course, they want to fight each other. It gets a little, not personal, but these guys are friendly and they have so much respect. It's like a big family sometimes back there. You don't get to see all that. So I, I you know, when people see the Hector thing and the Lorenzo thing, they're like, oh, same thing Dave said. These guys are Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we're going to iron all that out and, and thank you for bringing it to our attention and we'll continue to do that. Right, Rob. Absolutely, are you, you going to be the man. one iron? Ron's got. Rob's got I ain't iron nothing. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we just bring it up and then we pass to the people that come. Yeah, out. I'm not going to try. I tried holding Joe Riggs back from Brandon Lambert, man. You did. I, you, you grabbed him, and I was dude, like, "Dude, I got lucky, yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, if he wanted to break away, I had no chance, man. I was like, please, 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 don't let there be some crazy. Oh, I stood happening. there and watched please, you guys. hold him back. Then I'm like, well, I guess I should help. Damn it, I went ahead to help. Um, we have. You want to see the video oh, of that? Man. Do you want to see the video of that real quick? Well, let's watch Rob hold Joe back and watch me be there very late. 
DC's involved here too. There, there's DC. Here's Rob. Oh, Joe went in for the sprint, man. Joe went in for the sprint. I was like, oh no, 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 no. You did grip him, dude. <laughs> I had to. I had no choice, man. You're like Superman for a minute, right? uh, and dude, I was whispering in his ear. <laughs> no, I'm sure it wasn't. I was sweet like, nothing, I was like, calm down, please, calm down, please, calm down. <laughs> Don't hurt me. Calm down. <laughs> same I'm side, just here same to side, help. please. Yeah. Um, let's get to the. Let's get to the, before we go to BKFC 19. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun to end on that note because that's where we're headed. Dude, that's going to be that's going to be fire, brother. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be fire. But first, we have to do it. The knockouts of the week. You always have good knockouts of the week. So let's throw it to the knockout. Where's the camera? Of the week. I oh, love, shit. I, <laughs> that's right. I love that power. Uh, who are we doing first? Knockout of the week. Who's first? Let's see. I don't know. Let's do Rob first because Rob has the best ones. All right. So this is the <laughs> knockout. <laughs> I saw this. Yeah. I think everyone has saw this. And I want to get people's opinion on this because you know, I first saw it and then I read something else on it. He was actually at our event. Yeah, I heard he was at the event. I heard that, Evan. Yes. Th- thank you for the color. All right, so, so please, I thought this was, I didn't know Joe Schilling, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is he a professional fighter? Yes. Yeah. Professional fighter. A very professional Yeah, fighter. you can see it in this clip. Boom, boom. <laughs> I've Hector. said it before, and I said it, I will say it again. Say it. Preach. <laughs> Be careful who you start shit with, where you're at. You never know. You never know who you're up against, man. Yeah. And I, I guess for those people, for, for the tough guys out there who have never been into a fight and, you know, you got no, your you beer muscles out there. If somebody has a cauliflower ear, turn the other way. <laughs> run and Buy run. them a drink. Run. You will probably lose. Yeah, run like I ran away in the ring from Hector. And, so, uh, all right. Like, so I watched that. I watched that. I'm okay. like. Could he have walked away? Then, then I guess Joe's response was this guy, you know, he jumped at me and, you know, struck first. Wow. So that's, that's a tough one, man. There, there might be repercussions for that because it was caught on footage. It's very viral now. Was he acting in self-defense? What did the guy say? The guy, I couldn't see. Did the guy lay hands on him first, like even touch him at all first? I don't know. I can't see it from that camera angle. Interesting. I if you know that, it. weigh in on the comments. We'd like to know if he, you know, who touched who first. Um, my thing is I've learned throughout my time at BKFC and some other stuff I've done in combat sports that a lot of times they say the guy that um, walks softly carries a big stick. And some mm-hmm. of the toughest guys aren't going out just to prove they're tough. Mm-hmm. They're defending themselves. They're, they don't want to get involved in things because that's lawsuits. Sure. You think that guy, he's going to have a lawsuit maybe against him. You think he wants that? So he probably just wasn't not. thinking. Nobody, dude, no one so wants I mean. that headache. So, I mean, so just know that, like Rob said, when stuff pops off, <laughs> you're done. Especially so, like me. All right, really so the done. question is, should he have turned the other cheek and kept walking? We don't did know he, what was said. Uh, I was going to say, did, did he feel like his life was in, you know, in immediate danger? Because in a bar, man, I have no idea what's on a person. Will you grab a chair? Will you grab a bottle? You don't know. That's life-changing. That's life-ending. So know. maybe he did act in self-defense. Maybe he could have walked away. I'd love to, I'm sure I'd love more to see what the, uh, the, you know, the, the chat has to say about that. Yeah. And, and we'll keep, if you guys heard something we didn't, please let us know. Yeah, but I'm we, sure there'll be more, have more on that story. Developing, we'll, we'll fill yeah. developing breaking news. All right. You, you did a very serious like fighter one. Mm-hmm. I like to do it. What do you got, man? One. You got something good? I call this uh, the mattress that put her to sleep. <laughs> Let's watch my knockout of the week. Oh, where'd she go? I don't know. She's sleeping. She's, the mattress is sleeping on her. Watch it. Watch it. 
Dude, I'm not going to lie. When, when you opened up with the mattress that put her to sleep, I thought you were going to roll some kind of like OnlyFans style. <laughs> I'm like, man, where are we going with this? This is a uh, this is a PG-13 mostly. Well, the reason I picked that, though, was because was I was funny. scrolling through social media and I saw that. I watched it like three times because I, I kind of it's almost like you don't expect it, but you see what's going to happen. She doesn't see what's going to happen, and she just disappears. <laughs> I mean, she, just, she probably hope we didn't get hurt. I don't think she's she did. She made me laugh. She's got a giant knife. I didn't even think of that, Evan. Yeah. Good job. She's got a giant knife in her hand. So who knows what happened to her? Yeah. Who films himself opening up a mattress? I know. Who film? Is this coming over the air? I can never tell. Who films himself yeah, opening up a mattress? Dude, the internet. The yeah. internet is a wild place. People film themselves eating, and they get like thousands of subscribers and donations. It's a matter of people. Anyway. It's a strange world we live in now. Very strange. <laughs> Very strange. And that you're watching us, I'd even argue that that's strange for you. But thank you for being here with us. Uh, <laughs> so, do, do we have a fan knockout? I don't know. It was kind of chaos when I got in I'm here. I'm not today. sure. We have to roll it to the uh, roll it producer. To the we never got a chance. He's going to say that, so so it sounds we'll good. Like have five We're the two idiots that have to keep changing our passwords. We always forget to put the <laughs> password to get in. Uh, anyway, we'll have like 500 emails next week, but we appreciate you. It's been very chaotic since we got back from BKFC 18, good trying chaos. to keep everything going. Yeah, it's good chaos because we're heading to BKFC 19, and you there saw the announcement. We go. PVZ. Paige Van Zandt taking on Rachel Ostevich. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rematch of sorts, and I'm very excited for one to see what's going to happen. And as always, comments. What do you think is going to happen? How do you think that fight's going to end at this point? I mean, it can always change as mm-hmm. we see some of the training and we see the interviews. You can change. But as of right now, what do you think is going to happen? And Rob, I'm going to turn to you. You asking my pick? I mean, I asked their pick, but now I'm asking your pick. You. What do you think I'm going to say? You're going to say to me, what do you well, think? Brian, it's going to be a fun fight to watch. Now, I'm going to give you, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be round two or three. Really? Paige Van Zandt knockout. And I understand, I'm going to guess why you'd say that, and tell me if I'm wrong here, mm-hmm. but I kind of had the feeling that um, Paige was denied in her first fight, and we had all said that maybe if it went another round, she was starting to figure it out, the mm-hmm. light switch was starting to go off. Well, now the light switch went off. I've seen some of her training footage, her hitting the mitts and stuff like that. She's going to be driven. Paige is the kind of woman that I can see from dealing with her that isn't going to be denied again. She doesn't want to go down. She doesn't want to put her head down again. She mm-hmm. wants to come out and avenge that, that defeat that she had. Paige is going to be on point. Paige is going to come more prepared than ever because last time she'd never fought bare knuckle. Mm-hmm. Now she's got it under her belt. Paige will not lose again. That, that's how I feel right now mm-hmm. from a Paige mentality. But I don't know Rachel that well. When I start to meet her and interview her more, maybe it'll change. Yeah, but I, I don't think Paige Van Zandt's coming to lose. I want to see some ever. training footage on her. Yeah. I think she's Paige talented. Van Zandt is coming in hard. She's going to come in for the knockout. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to call it rounds two or three. Look at you, Rob. Knockout. Two or three. Put your money yep. on it. Give Rob half. Yeah, please. Help me out. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what round it'll be. I just know Paige is coming in with a lot of gusto, and Paige is going to want to take this one. But again, let's look and see what Rachel says. Uh, Evan, want to throw your uh, hat in the race on this one? What are you thinking? Um, Paige is training really hard. She's at the uh, Mon- Pedro Mundo. I, think I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, her stand-up game's looking really sharp. Um, Rachel, I met her. We did some promo stuff with her. Um, she looked pretty good. Her hands were good. She was hitting the bag. Um, and if you, if you're, if I'm just going on their UFC fight alone, I yeah. mean, let me put me on camera here. I was waiting for you. Uh, <laughs> I think Rachel had the better stand up in there. Initial I agree. Fight, right? And I agree. She, she's looks a much, she looks a lot stronger, um, than Paige. And then obviously Paige took it to the ground and, and she got the arm bar, but you know, it's been a few years and Paige has got one bare knuckle fight, you know, under her belt and she's been training, you know, strictly for boxing or bare knuckle boxing. Um, so she definitely has the advantage in this fight. 
Um, but I don't think it's going to be as one-sided as a lot of people think. I don't think so either, Evan. And I also think that if you're saying that, and you 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 actually have a really good eye, you're a good, a good guy. If I can talk to speak to, because you're always out filming these fighters, so you're around it all the time, and you mm-hmm. see all the differences. Uh, so I value your opinion. But if you know, and a lot of people watching know that her stand-up game wasn't too strong in the UFC fight, don't you think Paige knows that? That's what we're saying. So Paige is probably preparing actually triple hard, mm-hmm. you know, for this. So I'm really excited for that fight. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is there any other matches you want to talk about in the card? That seems to be the main one everyone's talking about. I know you have Taylor Starling, uh, Cassie Robb. Well, that's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Taylor did it at Knuckle Manning. I'm excited for that. Uh, you also saw, actually, the BKFC 19 press conference. Britton Hart threw her mic down and walked away. The mic drop. She we're was actually upset. Gonna, yeah, we're putting out that press conference polished gold style tomorrow morning they could watch it live yeah she's pretty mad she's gonna face uh jenny savage coming up here and she's mad that she doesn't have Paige or rachel they got some beef together man she hopped in the ring poured a bottle on her again but that that <sighs> that was the old big cassie right that was before all the craziness <sighs> happened so but there's big beef XL. there there's beef there's beef there but britain's mm-hmm. got the beef about the fact that she's not fighting Paige Who's or rachel on? what Britain hart jenny savage I've never seen Jenny Savage fight live. I've never dealt with Jenny Savage. I don't know. I've only seen she tape. An, she annihilated Sheena Star. She's she tough. annihilated well, her. And it looks like she has some power. Just you can see how you can see when people throw punches and how they connect mm-hmm. and their you know their movement. She has power behind her. She cut up Sheena Star. I think the story is here, Rob, is that you have um Savage, who thinks she should have had Paige Van Zandt or something. You know what I mean? She thinks she's getting denied. Britton Hart thinks she's being denied, but Britton Hart's coming off the victory with Paige Van Zandt. This changed Britton Hart's life. And I know with a life-changing situation like that, if I'm Britton Hart, I'm going to die before I let somebody take my victory. Because as soon as Jenny Savage beats her, the Paige Van Zandt victory is still there, but no one's, no one's, they might care a little bit, but it's not as big mm-hmm. of a deal. So she's going to die in that ring to beat uh, Jenny Savage. And she's training with our world champion, Joey mm-hmm. Beltran. And apparently Joey said just having Britain when he was training helped him. And I did notice La Familia, all the people that hang out together um, with Joey, they're very empowering. They're very motivating. I haven't seen a lot of stuff from Jenny Savage's camp yet. I'm sure we will as the weeks go on. We can mm-hmm. analyze it a little more. Um, yeah, that where he trains at that boxer gym, dude. They are putting out champions. They're all there. Yeah, that they that is the fastest. This reminds nice me of like the Jackson Wink back in you know <laughs> right. the MMA UFC days of I guess the mid two thousands, early two thousands, and they were just churning out champions left and right. And that, when you walk in there, mm-hmm. I was in there shooting some stuff, some stuff with Evan. When you walk in there, Rob. You can just see everywhere you look. Well, there's one of the Diaz brothers. There's Joey. Mm-hmm. There's Britton. There's Hector. Everywhere you look, there's somebody training that is like a top name in BKFC. Iron sharpens iron, brother. That's true. So, uh, again, we have to see how Jenny Savage's training is progressing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I, I just, I, I'm a big believer in not being denied. And I don't think Britton Hart's going to want to be denied. We have a boxer photo on screen. This is La Familia. That's all the people that are training at Boxer. Uh, I mean, you can see them all. It's a who's who. And not, I don't think every, yeah, Hector's not in that. There's other guys that aren't in that, and they keep accepting people. And it seems like in the, the Miami last area, four, uh, four, four of the fight, five of the fighters that we're looking at are five and zero in their last five bouts. Five and zero, great stat. And there you go. They're they're close. You, they're like ham and burger. You know, they're on t- peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> ham and from, burger. I think that's from. The- <laughs> I think that's from the movie Friday. Uh, yo, hey, chat, man. We're as close as ham and burger. I like that. <laughs> ham, like cool on ice, spots on dice, baby. That's uh, uh, So we're very excited man. about BKFC 19. Awesome. You like that? BKFC 19. If you don't have the app yet, what the hell are you doing? BKFC.com. Four Grab the dollars. app. Yeah, come $4. On. The value we're giving you. 
uh, I think that's all we have for you today. That's all I have Unfortunately, today, I don't know. I'm having a good time. Don't forget, if you didn't catch this whole thing or you're kind of tuning in late and you're driving and you don't want to watch us and get into a fiery car wreck, we don't want that for you. We I want you to listen to the podcast, which you can get that on Spotify as mm-hmm. the BKFC show. So it's available in podcast form as well. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. We thank our entire production team for uh, you know the show. Like I said, you guys don't get thanked enough. Thank you. And just thank you because BKFC continues to grow and you're a big part of that. So with that, Rob, yeah, I'm going to say... One last thing. Oh, here you go. They're playing the music. I think the past, this past event was probably the most watched BKFC was event in history. Do you have official stats or no? I don't, but some of the preliminary numbers that are coming back is this is one of the most watched BKFC event. It's awesome. And I cannot say thank you to enough to all the fans out there no. for coming along this journey. It's so awesome. Making this a, a reality for all the fighters, for us. We get excited. For them. Right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you guys very much. I agree with Rob. We get excited. Appreciate it. And, and to piggyback off that, I just want to say, and you know this if you're watching, especially if you're a big enough fan to be watching this, you're in on the ground floor. How cool is that? As this thing blows up, you'd be like, I was here at day one. I helped them iron out some of the issues they had. It's awesome. So with that, I'm going to close the show out. Let's hit the music for real this time. <laughs> That's why <laughs> my man, so much man, fun. My man, my man, my man. My man. man. Sheesh, sheesh. All right. Cheers to Tiger Life. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Brian. Thank you to you as well. Thank you, Evan. Evan's giving the wrap-up signal. I thought he's posing again. Evan, hit us with a double bicep on the way out, as I say. Like, cover, subscribe. Knuckle up, baby. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tiger Life. We love you. <laughs>